We begin in the Gemara on the bottom of Ayin Daladamid Beis. The Gemara mentioned the union of the Mon, the Inui, Vayancha, that it says by the Mon in connection to the Ta'anu and the Vinisim Isnav Shusechem by Yom Kippur. So the Gemara here will discuss the Mon. So what does it say there by the Mon? Hamachilcha Mon Bamidbar Laman Anoischa. The Abishu gave us the Mon in the Midbar, but it's an Anoischa. There was an affliction with the Mon. Why is that? So there's a Machloikis here. Rabami Virabasi. Chadama, one of them explains. You can't compare one that has bread in the basket, always available, to one that does not. The man was not allowed to be left from one day to the next, and they never had bread in their basket left over. So therefore, in that sense, they felt poor. Another pshat is, You can't compare the satisfaction a person has from eating and seeing what he eats to someone that eats and does not see what he eats. In the man, they could taste anything they wanted, but they didn't see what they were eating. From here is a hint to the idea that people that are blind, they eat and they don't get fully satisfied like people that see what they're eating. Rav Yosef is saying this because Rav Yosef himself was blind, as it says in many places. So therefore, from here we learn, a person that has a suda to eat, in other words, not just a snack that he's eating, but he's eating a full suda, she eat at daytime when it's light and he could see what he's eating. Rav Zayre says, what's the source for this? And a pasik, it's better if you see with your eyes then what you have satisfaction in your nefesh of the eating itself, but it's better if you could actually see it. Another pshat that was said on this pasik, Shlokish said, it's better the taiva of a person that he fulfills by seeing the beauty of a woman, even more than the taiva that there is in the act of an Aveda itself. Shanem, as the Pasik says, that the Mareinayim is a bigger taiva than the act of the Aveda itself. Other Ishainim say, or Mepharshim say, that the Pshar and the Gemara is, like the Rambam, there's a famous Rambam in Hilchas Shuva that says that it's easier for a person to do Shuva on the Maisa Aveda than just the Yisr of Amistakal Be'erva because Amistakal Be'erva, a person says to himself, I'm looking, I'm seeing things, I'm not doing any act, so there's no Yisr involved and for that a person doesn't do Shuva. So when it says there, Toiv, Mare Naim Be'isha Yesim Mekufashal Maisa, it refers to this, Toiv in the negative sense, that it's, it's more effective, it's more powerful of an Aveda, just to the Iyah itself, more than the Maisa Aveda. The Gemara here brings another Pasik where Ravami and Avasi argued about the Pshar and the Pasik. It says, <coughs> A person places his eyes at the cup, a cup of wine, and he walks in a straight path. What does this mean? Why is he walking in a straight path if he puts his eyes at the kais of wine? Ravami and Avasi argued, one said, a person that puts his eyes at the cup and he always is rash, he says his love is becoming drunk. So then, Arayas Kulan, all of these Surim of Arayas, Daimais Olof Kemishoy. It's for him like a flat land, like an easy thing for him to be over in these Arayas. Vachadomar, another one said, of them said, Kulanais a person that puts his eye into the cup of wine and he gets drunk. The whole world, and Rashi says this refers to the possessions and money of people, are all kemisha, like simple, like it, it all seems to be permitted for him to take. 
Another pasuk where Rabbi Yeravasi argued, Daige Belev Ish Yashchena. So what does this pasuk mean? Rabbi Yeravasi argued about this. Chadamar, one of them said, the way to read it is Yashchena Midaitoi. You should take it out of your mind. If you have a worry, don't thri- don't focus on it. Don't dwell on it. Just get it out of your mind. Chadamar, another opinion was Yashchena Laacherim. Express it. Talk it out with someone, and then. It'll, it'll calm you down. So some of Farshim say that they're not actually arguing. It depends if you're talking about something in the past or something in the future. If it's something that's in the past and there's nothing you can do about it right now, so don't dwell on it. Just let it go. Try to distract yourself with something else. If it's something in the future, so then seek someone's advice to help you out. Another pasik they argued about, it says, V'nochosh ofar lachmai. The snake, the earth, the sand is his bread. Rabbi Rabasi Chadama one explained a snake even if he eats all delicacies of the world he only tastes the taste of sand. Chadama another said even if he eats all delicacies of the world he does not become satisfied until he eats sand. Tanya we learned in the regarding the snake. You cannot compare the attributes of Hashem to the attributes of a human being. When it comes to a human being, if you're trying to provoke your friend, you're trying to get revenge at him or whatever it is, you'll do whatever it is to go down to his life and to make things bitter for him. Aval, HaKadosh Baruch, when the Eibishter comes and, and uh, gives a uh, punishment, and over here by the case of the snake, it's not this way. The Eibishter cursed the snake that he's going to eat from the sand of the earth. And, and what happens? He goes onto the roof, he can find over there sand for himself to eat, he has his food. He goes down below, he can find what to eat as well. So that's one example. Another example, Kilal is Canaan. David cursed Canaan. This was after the story that happened with Noyach and the, the curse of Noyach and the, to Canaan. Oichel Oichel. So he becomes a slave, and a slave always has what to eat. Whatever his master eat, eats, he gives him to eat as well. And he drinks what his master drinks. Kilalisha, similar. David cursed a woman after Chetet Sadas, but Akail Rotzenachrel. Everyone runs after the woman. Kilalas Adama, the Abishta cursed the earth after Chetet Sadas, but Akail Nizainani Mena. Everybody gets their sustenance from what grows from the ground. Now the Gemara comes back to the Mun. The Psukim over there by the Mun, and this is actually in Parshas Baalaischa, where the Yidin were complaining about the fact that they have only mon all day and they can't eat what they don't have, what they had in Mitzrayim. So there the Pasik says, Zoharno esadoga chinam. I remember, we remember the fish that we ate in Mitzrayim for free. So what does this Pasik mean? Rav Shmuel argued about this Pasik. Chadomar once said dogim, that it means literally fish, that they ate fish there. The Chadomar, another said Arayas, the dogim here means that they had all kinds of uh, relationships that were now forbidden al As Rashi here says that dogim is related to v'yidgul araiv, when a person multiplies and has children from marital relations. Mandomar dogim, so now the one that says that it means fish literally, the chsiv noichal, says they ate it. 
The one that says that it refers to Arayis, the Chsif Chinam, it says that they got for free. They didn't, how did they get fish for free? Arayis was for free. So now the Gemara asks, so according to the opinion that says that it refers to Arayis, Chsif Noichal, it says that they ate. So the Gemara answers, Lishne Ma'al Yenokat. The Pasuk is using a cleaner language. You find that the, the, the term eating is used regarding Arayis, the Chsiv, there's a Pasuk where it says, Mishle, she eats, she wipes her mouth, and she says, I did nothing wrong, which refers to the Indian of Arayis. According to the other opinion that says that it refers to fish, why does the Pasuk say that they got fish for free? How do they get fish for free? The answer is to have a maizaluma hefkeda. They actually did get fish from hefker. How is that? Because the master said, When the Yidin went to draw water, the Ebishter prepared and brought for them little fish in their jugs of water. And that's why it says, now the Gemara continues the discussion regarding these two opinions here. The opinion that says that dogim means fish. But when it came to arayas, all kinds of relationships, they were not, there was no breach in that. This is the praise that it says in the Pasuk regarding Yidin. That Yidin are like a closed garden, my sister, my bride, and then it says over there, Gal no Mayan Chosim, the fountain of the Yidin in Mitzrayim was all closed because they were careful with Arayas. El Alamanda Omar Arayas, but the opinion that says that it refers to Arayas, so my Mayan Chosim, why does it say that they were closed if they were not careful with Arayas? So the Gemara answers, Mahanoch the Asirin Loi Peritzibuhu. Those that were Asir in that time, for even for Bnei Noyach, those were the ones that the Yidin were careful of. But things that were mutter for Bnei Noyach, the Yidin were not uh, careful with. So therefore, the Pasuk praises them for the fact that they were careful with those that were also for them then. Another question, according to the opinion that says that when the Yidin over here were complaining, they said Zachar Sadoga. So it refers to the fact that they were complaining that they once had all Arayis of mutter for them. Therefore, it says there in that parsha in the pasuk as well. Moshe heard the Yidden were complaining and crying for their families. And what does mean? Al They were crying about this subject of families that they can't have relations with one another. That they're not allowed to be with one another. So therefore, it fits into the context of the parsha when they said Zacharno Sadoga refers to the heter of Arayis that they had then, and now it refers. Now it's all us. But over there, the opinion that says that they said Zacharno Sadoga refers to the fact that they were able to eat fish. My How is this connected to what it says afterwards in the pasuk that they cried about the issue of their families? Answers the Gemara. According to this opinion, we have to say Ha Ha Havoi. They complained about both. They complained about the fish that they had to eat, now they don't have, and they also complained about the issue of Arayis, as we see in Beichel and Mishpachaisav. The Gemara continues over here regarding those Psukim that it says, and we get to the Mon. So it says, as a Kishuim, Vesavatichim, the Yidin said that in Mitzrayim we had cucumbers, we had the melons, Posik says, Vesachotzer, leek, Vesavatzolim, and the onions, Vesashumim, and the garlic. But these, they did not have them in the Midbar. So again, Rabbi and Rabbi speak about this. Rabbi and Rabbi says, They tasted all kinds of tastes in the man. 
tam chamesh saminim alolu, but the taste of these five ty- kinds that are mentioned here in the pasuk loy tamubai. They did not taste them. Chadomar. Another opinion is tam kol aminim tamu. They tasted all the minim. Taimon uma moshon, and not only did they actually taste all the different types of minim, they actually had also the feel in their mouth. They were able to feel these this substance of those kinds of minim that they wanted. But vahalolu taimon veloyma moshon. These five things mentioned here in the pasuk, they could feel the taste, but not the, the the feel of it, the substance of it. They couldn't feel it in their mouth. As it says in other places, and Rashi brings this alatayda. The reason is because these five things are not good for women that are, uh, that are expecting or women that are nursing a, a baby. That's why the, the Ebishter did not allow the man to change to this. Which means even though for most of Yidin this is okay for them to eat, but because of this small minority of mothers that can't eat these minim so that they shouldn't feel bad about the fact that others couldn't, they can't, the Ebishter didn't allow it to change for them. So here the Rebbe points out in the Sikha, here you see how just for a small minority the Ebishu does not allow the Mon to change for everyone else just because of the mothers, the mothers of the children. So a person always has to realize this, whatever he's doing, to keep in mind even the benefit of even a small minority and over here the mothers of the little children. The Gemara continues over there regarding the Psukim that it says by the Mon. This is actually in Parshas Bishalach where it speaks, the Torah describes the Mon. So it says there that the Mon was Kizera Gad Lovon, like the Zera Gad, which uh, I saw the translation is coriander, and Lovon, it was white. Omer Avasi, Ogul Kegida, on one hand it was like the coriander because it was round, but the Lovon, it was also white, Kimargolius, like pearls. Tanya Namiochi, we learned so too in Abraise. God, what does God mean? It's similar to the seed of flax when it's in its stalk, which is round. Others say the term God means it's similar to Agadah. The story is in the, in the, the Agadah. It draws a person's heart like the flow of water. In another Braise we learned God, the word God means it would tell a story, it would tell the facts to Eden. If you had a woman that her husband passed away and she didn't wait to get remarried and now she has a baby and you're not sure if this is a baby from the first or the second husband, so the man would, 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 would determine that. If it's a baby that was born ben Tisha, to the first husband, nine months after the first husband, or a shorter seven-month pregnancy after the second husband. As Rashi here explains, because in every house, the amount of man that came down was exactly an oimer for whatever was needed for the people in the house. So if this baby belonged in this house, so then the man came down for him as well. If not, it didn't. So this is how you knew where the child belongs. Then Lovon, then it says the love the mon was white. What does this mean? Shemalbin Avenisayim Shal Yisrael. The mon would make the Avedis of Yidin white. It would forgive the Avedis of Yidin. Tani will learn Nabrai said Rabbi Yisiyim. Rabbi Yisiy said Kishem Shahanavi Hoye Magedlem LiYisrael Mashabuchayrinu Mashabizdokin. Just like an, a, a prophet would come and tell Yidin what's going on by them privately in the holes and in the cracks. So too the man would come and tell the Yidin everything that's going on in private places. How? Two people came to Moshe Rabbeinu for judgment. One says, Avdi You stole my slave. And another individual says, No, you sold him to me. 
Amalem Maisha, Samaisha tells them, Labaike Mishpat, let's wait for the morning for judgment. Lamachar, the next morning. If the measure for the Oymer was found in the house of the first master of this uh, slave, so then so we know that the second uh, master stole him. The Mon was found by the first house. But if the measure of Mon was found by the second master, so then we know, yes, he rightfully bought him and uh, it's his. Similar thing, a man and a, and a woman, a husband and wife, that came to Moshe Rabbeinu for judgment. The husband says, he She sinned against me, she's not faithful to me. And she argues and says, no, who's He's the one that sinned, he's the one that doesn't want me. Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, let's wait for the morning for judgment. And again, Lamachar in the next day, what, what do we see? If we see that her measure of man is found in her husband's tent by the husband's house, so then So then we know that she's the one that's sinning. He still wants her as a wife. So as far as he's concerned, she should still be his wife. So the man is falling over there. If the measure of Ramon is found by her father's house, so then we know that the husband is the one that's sinning, he's the one that's not interested in her, and therefore the man, her man that is, is by her father's house. It says regarding the man in Parshas, that there was the dew that came down, and then the man came on top of dew. Uksiv, and another passage it says, Yatsa Om Viloktu, that they went out, that they didn't have to go out and collect them on. So it was it didn't come down in the machna that to go out. Uksiv, and in another passage it describes where they didn't got them on. So it says, Shotu Om Viloktu, they had to take a, a walk, a faraway place to go and find them on. So where did the man fall? How do we answer this Psukim? Tzadikim Yorad al Pesach Bateim. For Tzadikim, the man fell right at the opening of their houses. Beinanim, for the Beinanim, Yotzu Veloktu. They had to go out and find it and collect it. Rishayim, Shotu Veloktu. They had to go a long distance to go and find their man. So interesting. Here you see that everybody all Yidin got the man. Tzadikim, Beinanim, and Rishayim. Even though what's the man? The man is lechem and ashamayim. The man is holy, the divine, heavenly bread. So the Rebbe Nasicha points out that here you see the chiddush of the man. That even though it's lechem and ashamayim, and it remained lechem and ashamayim even after it came down. As the Gemara is going to say in more detail soon about the man, how the man got absorbed in the evarim, and it was it was a holy bread. But nevertheless, the man was for everybody, for the tzaddikim and the benim and the rishayim. And the Rebbe points out that the same thing is also regarding teira, teira is also hinted in the fact that there's Lechem and Oretz and Lechem and Hashemayim that's the difference between the Nigla de Teireh and Pneumius de so just like Nigla de Teireh is the Halacha Lamaisa that every single Yid has to learn and know so too when it comes to Pneumius Ateira no one should say that Pneumius Ateira is only for a person that's on a high level but for Benim and Rishoyim, for them, that's the, the, they don't have to learn Pnimiyas Ateira here we see that the Mon which hints to Pnimiyas Ateira it's the Lechem and Hashemayim is even for the Bainanim and for the Rishayim as well. And when they ate it, the effect of the man that they ate is in the same way. The Gemara continues regarding the Psukim that it says by the man. Ksiv, it says in the Torah by the man Lechem. 
that it was prepared bread. Uksiv ugais. It says that it was ugais that they had to have, they had to bake it. Uksiv vitochnu. And it also says in another pasuk that they had to actually grind it. Haketzat. So what's the story with the man? Was it prepared for them or not? Tzadikim lechem. For tzadikim it was lechem. For beninim it was ugais. And for rishayim tochnu berechayim. The rishayim had to grind it in a mill. Then the pasuk says, Oi dochu bemeducha. They had to crush it with a mortar. What is this referring to? Do they have to do that with the man? What this refers to is something else. It teaches us Together with the man came down for the Yidin perfume for the women the different uh, spices or herbs that are used that are crushed and are made you make out of it uh, for the women to, to have for their uh, perfume. It says that the man was cooked in a pot. Was the man cooked in a pot? It was baked as bread, we said before. So what does this mean? Together with the man came down also spices to give a taste to the man. Then the Pasuk says in another place when it talks about the Nadovas that were brought to the Mishkan. So the Pasuk says, They brought, brought the donations for the Mishkan in the morning. My babayke, babayke. What does this mean? They only brought the donations for the Mishkan in the morning. This means that they brought donations from those things that fell, that came to them in the morning. Which means, Together with the month, the Eden received precious gems and pearls. And that's what they brought the donations to the Mishkan. In another passage, we see a similar thing. The Nesim brought Avni Shoyam. So in the Bryce it says, Tone, Nesim means here, Mamish, literally Nesim, which means the wind. As we see in the Pasuk, it says, Nesim, Veruach, Vegeshemayin. There's a wind, but there's no rain. So Nesim means the wind. So with the wind, so to speak, in the morning, when the month came down, they got also the Avni Shoyam, Avonim Tevis and Margolius. Says regarding the month and the Pasuk, in Parshas Baloyzchav, Ahoyot Taimai Kitam, Lashad Hashemin. Had a taste of Lashad Hashem. What does this mean? Omar, Rabavos, Rabavos explained. When a child, when a baby is nursing from the mother, he, he tastes all kinds of different tastes based on what the food that the mother eats. When he didn't eat the man, there was all kinds of tastes in the man. It's one pshat. Another pshat, others said the pshat and this is Lashad means mamish. The shed, you read it, the shed, literally like a shed. Ma shed ze, just like a shin dalet. Mishapach lekamegvanen, he changes in many different colors. He appears in different ways. Afamon mishapach lekametaimim. So to the man changes to different tastes. It says regarding the man, vayyemem Moshe b'seis Hashem lechem be'erev basa. So then, this is in Parshas B'shalach. The Sedeibush says that in the evening you'll get basa meat, lechol to eat. And bread in the morning to be satisfied. So why was this in the night and this in the morning? The meat that they asked inappropriately because they really had cattle that they brought with themselves from Mitzrayim. So It's also given to them in an inappropriate time. It's given to them at night and they don't have time to prepare it to be able to eat it while it's still light outside. The bread that was given to them, and because they asked it properly, so it was also given to them in the right time in the morning, they can prepare it and have it to eat during the day. 
Now, the Gemara says another thing we learned from this Pasik, Mikan the fact that it says that Abish is giving them meat at night, so from here I, I learned the right behavior, that a person should eat meat only at night time. You should eat at night, a suda. But for Oma Abaya, we quoted before that Abaya said, Haiman Isle Suda a person that's eating a suda, you should only eat it during the day. Answers the Gemara, he didn't mean literally only during the day, but mama. You should eat it in a time like daytime, meaning if you're eating it at night, it should be with light so you could see what you're eating to be satisfied. In the beginning, the Yidin, their schedule, their habit of eating was similar to roosters that peck in the, in the garbage. Which means Yidin would eat a snack here, a snack there, without any particular order. Until Moshe Rabbeinu came and established to them times of eating, that they should eat in the morning a meal and at night a meal. As the Pasuk there says, Continuing the Psukim of what it says over there, what happened to the Yidin when the Slav came down. So in one Pasuk it says that this meat of the Slav was still in their mouth and between their teeth chewing it and then they died immediately. In another Pasuk it says that only a month later they died. Okay, what's, what does this mean? How do we answer the contradiction? The average people immediately they died. They had pain and suffering from month time until they passed away. It says regarding the Slav Vayishtuchu. What does Vayishtuchu mean? You should read it Vayishchatu and they were slaughtered. What does this mean? This teaches us that the Sineim, the haters of Yidin, which refers to the Yidin, were, were, were uh, obligated over here to be slaughtered. Shatayach. Then it says in the Pasuk Shatayach, what does that mean? Tanim Ishmeid Rabbi Shua ben Karcha. Al Tikri Shatayach. Don't read it Shatayach. Ela Shachut. Read it Shachut. What does this mean? Melamed. Shayaradam li Yisrael amamon. Dovah Shaton Shchita. Together with the Mon, they got the Slav, these birds, that had to be Shachted. So they're Chayiv and Shchita. That's what the Pasuk is teaching me. Amar Rabbi. So Rabbi asked on Rabbi Shua ben Karcha. V'chimikanat Talamed. You're learning it from this drasha because it says shatoyach and you're reading it shachat. But va'aleik va'nemar, it says in another pasuk, va'yanter aleim ka'afar she'er ka'choyel ayam and oif kanaf. Until him, it says that Eibushter gave them in the midbar, and one of the things he gave them was the slav, and the pasuk calls it an oif, a bird. So what do we see from this? And v'tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Rabbi Yoyme, when the Torah says the mitzvah of shechita, v'zovachto kasher tzivisicha melamed shenitztava Moshe. From here, from this pasuk, we learned that Moshe received the mitzvah al aveishet v'alakone. That when you shecht an animal, you have to shecht the two pipes al roiv echad be'oif, and by a by a bird, you only shecht one roiv of one of them. Al roiv shnayim be'beima, and by a beima, you have to shecht roiv of both of the pipes. So you see already in the Pasuk that it's a chiyuv to shecht an oif. So the Pasuk describes the slav that came down to the Eden as an oif. So for sure it needs shechita. So you don't have to learn it out from the word shatoyach and change it to shachot. Ela, Rabbi says, So much slav came down, layers and layers of this slav. Ksiv, it says in the Pasuk regarding the man, lechem, describes it as bread. Ksiv, another Pasuk as we quoted before says, shemen. Described as oil. Oksivin. And the third pasik, dvash, is described as honey. 
For the younger ones that they needed bread, for them it was bread. For the older ones that enjoy the oil, it was oil. For the little ones, for the little children, for them it was like a honey, like a candy. In the Pasuk it says slav, with a sin. But a karinon slav, we read it, the pronunciation of a sin is like slav with a samach. The tzaddikim would eat it in peace. The Rishayim would eat it and the, the, the slav that they ate was like thorns in their body. There are four types of slav. The best of all of them is sikhli. The worst of all of them is slav. That's the worst quality of this type of uh, birds, is the slav. It's like this little bird. But nevertheless, even though it's the worst of all of them, when you put this in the oven to bake, it blows up and it fills up the entire oven because there's so much fat there. And in order to eat it, you place it on 13 breads. Even the last one, the lowest of all the breads, that's the furthest of the actual bird, cannot be eaten alone, only with mixing it with someone else, because there's so much fats over there. So for sure the bread that's right near the, 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 the meat of this bird is going to be extremely fat. That's how fat even the worst of the slav was. Rav Yehuda found this slav, he found it between his barrels. Rav Chizde found it between the wood, in the storage of the wood. Rav had a servant that brought him, the Slav served him this every single day. There was one day, he didn't bring him the Slav to eat. Omar, so he said to him, my hi, what happened? Why didn't he bring me the Slav today? Salik Ligre, Rava went up to the rooftop. Shamili Yanuke, he heard a, a child, the Kama, he was saying, Shamaiti Vatirgas Bitne, I heard a terrible thing and my stomach is, is grumbling. Omar, so Rava said to himself, Oh, Shmami no, Nach Nafshid Rav Chiste. From here I see that what happened is Rav Chiste passed away. So as Rashi says, Rav Chiste was Rava's father in law and he was also his teacher. Only because of his teacher, Rav Chiste, did he get this slav every single day. Not that Rav Chiste passed away, he didn't get it. Going back to the Pesukim that it says by the month. See, in one Pesuk it says, Vatal Atol. That the, the, the layer of the dew would remove and then the mon would get exposed. In other words, the tal, the dew, was on top of the mon. In another Pesuk it says, That the tal would come down first. And then on top of the tal would come the man. What this means is talmul maila that was due on top of the man, talmul mata due on the bottom of the man. It's like it was packaged in a nice box. This uh, concept is also the source of the minig on Shabbos, the lachemishn which is zechelaman that there's a tablecloth under the challah, and then there's the cover that we put on top of the challah, like the tal. The Torah describes the man as dak mechuspas. It was a thin thing, mechuspas. What does mechuspas mean? Omer eshlokish, dovar shenimuach al pisas ayad. Mechuspas is a combination of two words. It's something which dissolves, mechuspas, nimuach, and pas means on pisas ayad, on the palm of a person's hand. Rabbi Yechelen Omer, Rabbi Yechelen has a different pshat. Dovar shenivla b'masayim v'arboim ishmoi nevarim. Mechuspas 
is, is the uh, gematria of 248 because the man got absorbed in the 248 limbs of the body. Frekta gemara, mechuspas tuvave. Mechuspas is more than 248. You read it with a vav, but it's written without a vav, and that's 248. We learned in Abraise, explaining another thing that it says in the Pasuk about the man, in Tilim, Lechem Abirim Ochal Ish. The, the bread of, that's called Lechem Abirim, they, they, they ate. Who's Abirim? Le, the mighty ones. Lechem Shemalachi This refers to the bread that the Malachim eat, that's what the man is. When this pshat was said in front of Rabbi Shmuel, Amalami said to them, "Go and tell him Akiva, Akiva Tisa. You made a mistake in this pshat. Do malachim eat bread? The pasuk says, 'Lechem lo yachalti, ma'im lo shesisi.' When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the tater for forty days and forty nights, he didn't eat anything and he didn't drink anything. So the malachim don't eat and drink." What does Abirim mean? Abirim is the limbs that it gets absorbed in the limbs of the body. If so, the Gemara asks, The Pasuk says that when you have to relieve yourself, so you have a shovel and to go out of the machne to relieve yourself. So the Gemara says that's not from the That refers to things that they brought from merchants of Goyim for that they had to relieve themselves. Rablazim and Pratayim, Rablazim and Pratayim says, No, Aftvarim, Shetagir Yom Yisraelim Aichim Lam, even those things that they brought and they had from other Gayim, Man Mafigan, the Man would transform it and even they got absorbed in Deivarim and they didn't have to relieve themselves. So, Elamani Mekan, Yosatilachal Azinecha, so what does it mean that they have to have a shovel to relieve themselves? That's La'acha Shesolchu, after they even complained about the Man and they sinned, so then, Baruch Hu, I said that the man should be absorbed in you and you should be like the Malachim. But Now I'm going to make you go to the relieve yourself three parsois because the Eden were not allowed to do this inside the Machna. They would have to go outside the Machna, which is, as, which is three parsois from one side to the other. How do we know? The Eden camped by the yard, Ad ovel ashitim. Rabbi Rabbi Babachana. Rabbi Babachana said about that area. Lididi chazeli ahu asra. I saw that place. Vahaviet lasse parsi. And it was an area of three parsa. That's how far Yidin would have to go to relieve themselves. Vetane. We learned in another brayse kishen nifnin when they had to relieve themselves. Ein nifnin loylefaneim. They would not go outside the machna to the front. Not to the sides either, because when they're traveling with the Shechina, they might be going in that direction. So therefore they want to relieve themselves there. And that to go outside the Machna, behind the Machna. So therefore they have to go many times, if you're in the front, you have to go all the way three parsais behind the Machna. The Pasuk says regarding the Mon, that the Yidin complained and they said, our, our souls are becoming dry. We have, uh, we, uh, we have nothing other than the Mon. What, what was their complaint? What was their problem? The problem was, Amru, they said, Manzeh, this man, Asid Manzeh, that is, Asid Manzeh, the future of this man is going to be, that it's going to explode in our stomach. Is it, could a human being keep on eating and he never has to relieve himself? So they, they were wondering, what's going on with this man that they never had to relieve themselves? Okay, now the Gemara brings back what was said before, Machlekes of Rabbi Kiva 
and Rabbi Shmuel, some take this out. There's a slight difference from the way it was said before. The pshat before that Rabbi Kiva said that the bread of the man is the, what the malachim eat. So Rabbi Shmuel said to them, Al Abirim, he said a different pshat. So over here in this version, he didn't say that the malachim don't eat, but he just said a different pshat. Al Abirim, ele Don't read it Abirim, but Eivarim, the limbs of the body, which is Davash and Nivlab and Masayim, Varbosh, Eivarim. This is the food that gets absorbed in 248 limbs. So now, so what do we do with what it says that they have to have a shovel? This is what they had to eat from what came overseas. Another pshat, when it says, that there was a man that ate this lechem abirim, who is this referring to? This refers to Yeshua, Sheyorad Loimon. That it came down for him, mon, keneget kol Yisrael. As much mon as it came for the entire Yidin, that's how much mon he got. And as Rashi says, this refers to then when Moshe Rabbeinu after Matanteda went up to Arsinai. So Yeshua stood over there and waited for Moshe Rabbeinu 40 days. And while all the Yidin went and they served the Egel, so over there when he was standing there, so he got enough mon as, as much as all the Yidin had. And that's what Ochal Ish is referring to, it's referring to Yeshua.